Hello, and welcome to another weekly pod edition of the Under a Pile of Books podcast. I'm your host, Calvin Park. We have a fair bit to talk about, though actually maybe in some different ways than what I normally talk about. Uh, So I want to go ahead and jump right in. So first off, my week in review, what I have been reading, and this is where it's a little different from normal. I only finished one book this past week, and that's Arm of the Sphinx by Josiah Bancroft. This is the sequel to Senlin Ascends, and it's wonderful. It's uh, it's really right there, in my opinion, with Senlin Ascends. I liked it equally with the first book, which is which is always great whenever you come to a sequel uh, and you kind of get that same feeling as the first book. This one definitely broadens the world, as many sequels do. And in particular, I liked how uh, Bancroft was able to, to to really bring some of the side characters, some of the characters that Senlin had met in the first book. He was able really to give them more screen time and flesh out their characters a bit more. I, I loved seeing that all of the characters, all of Senlin's crew go through uh, a good bit of character development in this one. It, it, I think in a lot of ways it would be fair to call uh, the Books of Babel, this series, really a, a character story. It's about characters. It's about the growth that Senlin goes through. And then in Arm of the Sphinx, uh, the growth that some of the other characters go through, particularly Edith, but also, again, Senlin. We see Iron. Um, we see Adam. Valletta, all of them are going through uh, just some changes, some some real challenges that are forcing them to, in some ways, it's chipping away at, at what's extraneous to who they are and, and leaving us with sort of their, their true character. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, the maybe the first half or so moved a little bit slower than, uh, than I might've liked, but uh, the, the book was very well done. Of course, Bancroft's prose at times is uh, beautiful and uh, evocative. Uh, really enjoyed it. So if you have not yet checked out Senlin Ascends, or if you like me had read Senlin Ascends, but hadn't read any of the other books, strongly encourage you to check out uh, Arm of the Sphinx. Great read. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, this the Books of Babel, uh, the series, uh, this series of Bancrofts is really unique. The world building is unique. The way it focuses on characters uh, is kind of unique. The j- just the whole ambiance and tone very different from a lot of your kind of typical secondary world epic fantasy or, or you know, a lot of what we we read in the fantasy genre. So. Uh, recommend this very highly. I'm not the only one, of course. Tons of people love uh, the Books of Babel, and, and Bancroft is definitely a rising star. So if you have not yet checked out Senlin Ascends, it's it's definitely different than, than books I, I normally recommend. There's not actually a whole lot of magic in these books at all. Uh, the magic, what there is, is sort of more mysterious technology. It's got a very steampunk vibe. I've heard people call it new weird, um, which which may be an apt description. It is definitely fantastical in so many ways. 
but also just super interesting and, and the world building is second to none. So great job uh, on that. But that's the only book that I finished this past week. And uh, that's actually pretty uncommon for me. Normally I'm, I'm finishing a minimum of two, if not even three and sometimes four books in a week. So, uh, so reading's been going a little slower, just been busy with other stuff this coming week. I'm hoping to uh, get to age of war by Michael J. Sullivan. I, I think I mentioned that in last week's podcast that is on my list of books to uh, enjoy this coming week. And then uh, I also hope to get to A Hero Born. This is actually uh, uh, an arc that I have from NetGalley, I believe. And if you're not familiar with A Hero Born, it's the first book in The Legends of the Condor Heroes by Jin Yong. And this is actually a new English translation that uh, I have. I've never read the the book. Um, And so this is a a new English translation that is being published in September. The 17th, I think, is the expected publication date. It's being published by St. Martin's Press. And so I'm really kind of, this has been called the kind of classic Chinese fantasy adventure and so I'm I'm looking forward to to, to reading it. I have not uh, been able to crack it open yet, but uh, I'm hoping to. So those are the two that I'm that I'm really hoping I get to and finish this coming week. And then maybe if if I uh, have a good week of reading, I, I'll get to a little more than that as well. In terms of upcoming releases, I don't have any on my list which is probably just a way of saying I am missing stuff that I want to read. So someone please feel free to uh, mention me on Twitter and tell me about books that are releasing this coming week. That This would be the week of uh, August 18th, um, 2019, and kind of mention me on Twitter and say, Hey, you need to know about this book or, or, you know, this book that's coming out on Tuesday, you know, is on my radar. It should be on your radar too. I'm always happy to hear about new books. Uh, obviously my TBR is 2000 miles long. And so, uh, I don't always get to them, but I don't have any on, on my list for this week. Now there has been some big news in the world of fantasy this week. Um, as you would expect, Worldcon is currently going on in Dublin. So shout out to everyone who's been able to make it to Dublin for Worldcon. Uh, that's awesome. And I uh, hope you're having a great time, have had a great time. Probably by the time you're listening to this, uh, it's you're, you're done. But uh, I hope you've, you, you had a great time at, at Worldcon. Lots of uh, just kind of cool stuff, you know, on Twitter and, and different blogs covering uh, some panels and stuff. I couldn't possibly mention all of it. But definitely, Worldcon is is awesome, and so lots of cool stuff going on there. Now, the other big news this week, sort of in the fantasy world, has been Amazon has released some casting news for their upcoming Wheel of Time series. I thought this was really, really interesting. Um, I think that they've done a I mean, I've, most of these people I've never actually seen act on screen, so I can't really uh, say anything to their acting ability. But certainly, I think they've captured well the uh, 
sort of the the ambiance, if you will. I'm I'm quite satisfied with the casting. Not that it really matters whether I'm satisfied or not. Amazon can do whatever they want, but uh, I, I think just based purely on appearance in kind of headshots and and casting, you know, portfolio kind of stuff. Um, I think these are good choices. So we'll see, you know, once obviously they're in makeup and costume and, and actually uh, acting on screen, these sorts of things, you know, making a book to movie adaptation is not easy. It's never easy, but, uh, but it, it's kind of cool to see this cast starting to come together. I thought the Moraine casting that was uh, revealed maybe a month or so ago, I thought that was great. And, uh, these, uh, seeing now the main, uh, sort of characters come together and, and this, this cast, the party, if you will, start to take shape is really kind of cool. Now, of course, as is wont to happen on the internet, there was some controversy around the casting. And, you know, as I've kind of followed some, some stuff on Twitter and over on our fantasy, the complaints don't tend to be about any particular casting choice per se, as much as it's um, the cast is a diverse cast, which I think is wonderful. Um, However, some folks, I guess, are looking for a cast that is entirely white. Um, I, I don't get that. I just have to be honest. I don't get it. I also don't really think it's accurate to the books. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are multiple sort of um, uh, passages in, certainly in The Eye of the World, possibly in some of the later books as well, where Two Rivers folk are described as having dark a darker hair color and darker skin. Uh, I, I know that is the case with uh, Egwin and uh, Nanive, and I th- I'm pretty sure there are some other places, though it may be that Rand is described as having lighter skin than um, other people from the two rivers. And that's, that's one of the things certainly, yes, he, you know, in the books, he has red hair and he has gray eyes or, or whatever. So uh, there are some important physical descriptions there, particularly for Rand. He's taller than many people, uh, you know, uh, being an aisle um, spoiler warning there. Um, but Hey, you know, if you haven't read them, you're probably not going to at this point. So anyway, uh, you know, he's described as being different. So, Okay, I get that, but the the books I think very much allow for, if not necessitate, a uh, non Anglo cast for the two rivers. So, hey, I think they're they're trying to be true to the books, and frankly, even if the books didn't describe the two rivers by that uh, in that way, two rivers people as being of darker complexion, I wouldn't really have a problem frankly, if they went and, and, and had a diverse cast anyway, because, you know, they're going to change all sorts of things from the books. And I'm just not going to let my day be ruined or become upset because the casting doesn't 
correspond exactly with whatever my headcanon is. Uh, I think it's a benefit to all of us to have diverse casts in all sorts of shows. So I'm really pleased to see that Amazon's gone in that direction with uh, the Wheel of Time casting. And uh, yeah, so obviously big thing in the news. Uh, you can see the cast um, if you just Google like wheel of time casting and you're going to get plenty of uh, information on that and uh, find out who the actress uh, actresses and actors are. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll probably butcher their last names, but we've got uh, Madeline Madden, who I believe is playing Egwene, Josh Stradowski, who is playing Rand Althor, Marcus Rutherford, who's going to be playing Perrin Ibera, Zoe Robbins, who will play Nynaeve Elmira, and Barney Harris, who will play Matt Calthon. And, uh, yeah. Um, the more I hear about this series, the more interested I become in it. So we'll, we'll see how things proceed. But I am, uh, I was saying to someone, I'm cautiously optimistic uh, with what I have uh, seen so far. Wheel of Time, obviously, huge influence on fantasy and on the whole genre. Um, anything that's published after the mid-90s owes some debt to um, the Wheel of Time. And particularly, some of the sort of more modern names in fantasy definitely, I think, have picked up things or are able to do certain things with their stories because Wheel of Time uh, kind of blazed that trail. Now, turning to hopefully less uh, controversial matters or less potentially controversial matters, uh, I, I haven't done this for a week or two on the weekly pods, and so I wanted to make sure this week I got to, to geek out a little bit about something from my archive. So this is just a brief segment, an opportunity for me basically to, to talk about a book or a series that I love that I read a while ago, you know, at least a year or two ago, and maybe even further back. So for me this week, I want to just talk a little bit about Tad Williams' uh, Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn trilogy. This is, uh, it's a trilogy, it's three books. It begins with uh, the Dragonbone Chair. Uh, the sequel to that is The Stone of Farewell. And then the third book in the series is To Green Angel Tower, which actually was for the paperback edition anyway. It was so large that it got divided into two paperbacks and they're both huge, right? Both parts to green angel tower part one into green angel tower part two are just massive books. I think at some point I read that to green angel tower was 500,000 words, which is simply mind boggling. I mean, to give you an idea that is something like 200,000 words longer than Brandon Sanderson's Words of Radiance, which is itself 300,000 words or thereabout. So just a simply massive book, the, the third one in the trilogy. You know, uh, sure, you can kind of look at, at Williams and say, hey, maybe, maybe you should have plotted that a little bit more evenly, you know, given us, because uh, the Dragonbone Chair and, and the Stone of Farewell are not overly large books. I mean, they're, they're sizable, but not... 500,000 words sizable. So anyway, Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn is this wonderful, wonderful uh, coming-of-age story that just does so well 
what I love about fantasy. There's uh, sort of a, an evil, um, you know, evil dark lord who is, you know, who's trying to to take things over. And there's a sort of ragtag, um, plucky cast of characters that are trying to prevent this. And Williams, I think, does a really good job of developing the characters. Binnebeck is one of my favorite non-human characters in probably all of fantasy literature. Uh, just some really great stuff, some really fun stuff. You have the Sithy, who are obviously just elves that are named Sithy. Uh, and, you know, I mean, that's okay, whatever. But it, just some really good stuff. It, it just classic um, quest fantasy, epic secondary world. Really, really good. Williams prose is evocative and at times beautiful and cadenced. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I read this ages and ages ago. I mean, probably 20, 25 years ago was when I read it. Um, some, somewhere in there, 20 years ago, maybe. Um, and uh, just just absolutely loved it. Memory Sauron Thorn, it's great. So I really recommend if you've not read it yet, um, check it out. Uh, it's classic fantasy, uh, so you know it's definitely in that vein. And in that way, I guess a modern reader could find some aspects of it a little tropey. Um, but it's you know it, it was it was to some extent it was contributing to to you know, it was contributing to creating the tropes and it's just classic in that way. So memory, sorrow and thorn, uh, the memory, sorrow and thorn trilogy by Tad Williams, uh, highly, highly recommended. So if you've stuck with me this far, just one or two quick housekeeping items. Uh, the first one is I have got some great interviews coming up. So you're going to see in the next week or two, um, an interview drop with, uh, Angela Board, who is the author of Fortune's Fool, which is one of my top reads from 2019. I had a great time talking with her about how she crafts her stories and, and characters and uh, magic and all of this stuff. It, really great interview. I love doing it. And uh, Angela just had some great thoughts, some great insights. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for that one. I'm not sure 100% when it will drop, but it'll be uh, sometime relatively soon in the next couple of weeks. And then I'm, I'm going to be talking uh, as well. And, and uh, there'll be an interview dropping with uh, an interview with uh, Jason from off the TBR, uh, which is a great review blog. And you should totally check that out. You can uh, hear more about his thoughts on a number of things in the interview, which will also be dropping sometime in the next week or two. So keep your eyes out uh, from both of those and many, many more. Also, if you want to contact me uh, to offer any suggestions or let me know what you'd love to see more of or hear more of on the podcast, don't hesitate to do that. You can uh, find me on Twitter at cpark2005, or uh, you can shoot me an email, cpark2005 at gmail.com. Uh, I'm really excited. The response you all have had to the podcast, I'm very appreciative. Um Thank you so much to those of you who have subscribed, downloaded, listened, uh, and thank you especially to those who've uh, retweeted things and, and kind of spread the word to folks that you know. Uh, I'm having a great time doing this, and I'm so glad to have each of you along for the ride. Have a great one.
Whoosh, <whistles> whoosh.